0: Hey there! Wanted to let you know about uh, some other stuff on the DuckFeed Network that you may enjoy, like a show called Monster in My Podcast. It's me and Gary going through uh, the monstrous manual from D&D 2nd Edition and talking about each of the monsters. It is a funny short show that comes out three times a week at duckfeed.tv slash Podcast. Also, check out Hexcrank.com if you like survival horror games and spooky things in general. Uh, It's got articles, videos, streams, all that good stuff. And all this is supported by our nice friends at Patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV. Thanks.
1: Some of our
2: landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence.
1: My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a profane favorite. Yes, and this week we are reading your responses
0: to uh, Farron's Keep. Uh, We let Austin go, but uh, again, Austin Walker, who was the guest on the main episode for Farron's Keep, we really appreciate him taking the time, and uh, boy, that was
1: a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like he is. He is a great dude. So uh, by the time this comes out, you can probably check out his work at vice.com forward slash gaming. We yeah. think that's the URL. <laughs> time will tell.
0: Um, there, we went back and so forth a couple times on that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows what, what a twist. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure if you just search uh, Austin Walker Vice, you will find the thing and not his uh, his habit for smoking and uh, drinking yep which is usually what comes up when you search austin walker's vice <laughs> um i see I, he is such a nice guy i even feel bad about that joke i don't know whether he does any of those things <laughs> he's just like a sweet dude and it's just like yeah. oh, I, don't, I don't mean it oh, but I mean, yeah. it's just vice means something before it meant like you know weirdly <laughs> heart, heart, good investigative journalism Yeah, like
0: hard hitting exposés like but not yeah. in the sarcastic
1: like and then weird sex trash <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's both things like I, i'm sure i've told the story before but real quick uh my i had a buddy who moved to new York. Um, with his girlfriend at the time and it was just like, it was, you know, they were real, like he was real in love and everything. And then they, uh, she's like, yeah, come to New York with me. They moved out there. She like, and I'm not demonizing her. Like this relationships are complicated, but she broke up with him, uh, very early on after he moved out there. So he was pretty crushed. Mm-hmm. And then vice had a thing where they did interviews and the thing was like interviews with two people who just had sex. Hmm. And she was in the magazine for that, like really quickly after they broke up oh so not only did he have to like he got broke up with after moving to like the scariest city in the world um <laughs> you know and uh i imagine it being a lot like big but then he had to read that <laughs> read this magazine article that was just like here's an interview with your ex right after she had sex with somebody else mm-hmm. um it is comically uh kicking you <laughs> while you're down uh, oh. but hopefully hopefully austin will clean up the joint <laughs> i don't want to see any more of that shit on his watch um <laughs> So, uh, with, uh, I'll start us off here with a little bit of follow-up from Zach. Uh, Zach says, After listening to your last episode, I noticed that you didn't mention an interesting interaction you can have with Rosaria. If you kill her and then reload, uh, the Rosaria's chamber area, she'll come back to life, and the cribs in the room hanging from the ceiling will be bobbing up and down, almost like they're agitated, at best, or convulsing at worst. You have to kill yourself to trigger the event, and I'm not sure if it messes up Ringfinger Leonard's, uh, Leonard's quest or not. So proceed with caution. Is incredibly unsettling to watch. I don't know if it has any lore significance or if it's simply there to be spoopy, but it is effective either way.
0: I, I am, had no idea. I immediately want to go do this because that sounds great.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm so hesitant to kill NPCs in these games, even though I know that, like, you know, the, the consequence, like, I'm going to play through them again. Yeah. I'll be able to see what happens, but I never just kill NPCs mm-hmm. until it's, like, at the very end. Um That's cool. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I included this a, because
0: I didn't know that um, I knew that there was a, a little bit of a like death and rebirth thing with Rosaria, um, not just with her subjects, but with her. Like there was a way you could get her back. I just I couldn't remember if we addressed it in the episode or not.
1: Um, we we're going to talk about it when we talk about uh leonard ah shit. yeah there we go yes so it's like we just haven't gotten to the area where he is and we couldn't find a way to talk about it without spoiling it since that area is is such a spoiler <laughs> um so we uh we'll get to that uh soon enough yeah but yeah that's pretty fascinating yeah uh thank you for writing in that zach uh
0: moving on to the mm-hmm. responses about the actual area Patrick writes in saying fair and keep was the most immersive area in the game for me. It would have been my favorite, except for a later area in the game, the one with that skyline. Um, What I loved about the swamp was its atmosphere, both from a gameplay and mood setting point of view. The cutscene that plays after you extinguish the first fire really set the tone. And I felt a figurative chill run down my spine as the camera panned over a foreboding mansion like building after telling me that I need to find two more flames. After that, I was struck by a familiar feeling, one that I had felt uh, way back in Blighttown, the depths and the Forbidden Woods. It's that moment when you realize that you've gotten pretty far, and there's this sensation of hope that says, Oh my god, I might actually ace a Dark Souls area. Of course, I died to an elder Gru before getting the last flame, and my spirits were crushed, but I loved it. Before I died, I was really stressing out on managing my purple moss, keeping uh, an eye out for enemies and trying to memorize the layout. Uh, These are the best moments of the Soul Series uh, that that the Soul Series has to offer. Rather, Um, High tension dread that is rewarding, uh, the better that you play, and soul crushing when you fail. That's the mark of a truly immersive gaming experience. Yeah. How bad would it be if you had to extinguish all those flames on the same life?
1: Oh, that would be very frustrating. Yeah, and eventually you'd get it, I think. Oh yeah, because um, that's, that's what I do now. <laughs> you know, like when I when I run through on my my current like don't give a shit character that doesn't <laughs> have to you know get everything because yeah. I've gotten it before. You don't get injured because you're um, loose. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. If you had to do that the first time, I could see that being very frustrating. Um, but yeah, this uh, this uh, this area does a good job of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Brian says via contact. Uh, I had a thought while helping one of my regular souls bros through the Farenwood, uh last night. The golden scroll and the antiquated set seem to tell a story of adventure and risk-taking gone awry. Like the basilisk curse frogs nabbed some poor bastard from behind, who thought he stumbled upon a fortune in the golden scroll. That's why the chest is open and the item is on the ground. They didn't even have time to pocket it before the curse took hold. Poor little Estus on the curb, a uh, poorer little Estus on the curb for that fallen adventurer.
0: Yeah. Um, so something that like I'm a little bit bummed about, and you didn't really see this in Dark Souls 2. Um, but uh the fact that where like they no longer put statues where Basilis once were or are yeah. like around that. Like I want basilis gardens. Give it to me, please.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that quite a bit. Um and that's such a good detail. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a, like, I I'm, I told this story in the, dark, in the, I think in the PVP episode, but like the guy with the hacked sword that cursed you <laughs> and me seeing him kill Solaire and getting the Solaire statue when I was in Anor Londo mm-hmm. in Dark Souls 1 and then running off a cliff so I wouldn't get cursed <laughs> and hacked. Like, it's a like, really memorable moment that only happened because of those statues. Right. Um, that statue is such a good a- asynchronous, like, that might be my favorite bit of like, you know, non-core asynchronous detail, like way cooler than hearing the bells. Oh, yeah. You know, like I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So foreboding when you just saw those statues. <laughs> There's really no reason for them to take yeah.
0: that out. It's just, uh, I mean, I just with technical overhead, you know, implementation. Like I have no idea. The change in the net code to probably mess that up.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you, it's got to be the same thing they use for uh, soapstone messages, though, which are still like every other thing is still there. So yeah. it's, it's hard for me to believe that just the statues are the hard thing. Yeah. You know, when everything else still works perfectly
0: yeah my i just i I always assume things are way harder than
1: i assume yeah 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 maybe um i just i wish that it would have been worth it i feel like if it wasn't if it was a if it was possible oh yeah Yeah. you know i would have liked to have seen some seen that effort put there because it is really really cool and i do miss it yeah
0: yeah yeah um let's see here. doug writes via contact saying i had really mixed feelings on this location the lower portion felt like everything I disliked about the swamp and the Road of Sacrifices, except with more darkness, more slow trudging, and poison buildup virtually everywhere. I get that the purpose of this is to create a level of island hopping, uh, but it felt more like uh, more like a chore to get from place to place than a fun gameplay experience. On the other hand, the feeling of exploration upon climbing to the high tower, finding the dead wolf, and facing down the rock demon atop the bridge was transformative. It may be the single most vertical level I can think of in the series. Suddenly, I went from slogging through the thigh-deep toxic muck to having a a view of virtually every other area in the game. Um, It wasn't enough to salvage the the level for me, but it was was at least the kind of surprise set piece that reminded me that no one designs uh, levels quite like From. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I I didn't... it might be like a very really high point. I still don't think of this as a, a vertical level. Yeah, like
0: you have that one little tower. It's still really spread out. I want—I I put this in here because I wanted—I want to think about that. Like, it's—it's it's technically true, right? You're like, you're, you like—you—you are climbing up. But just like when I think of a vertical level, I think of something that's stacked on itself. Like that, like that transition of taking that taking that ladder and that elevator makes it feel like two separate portions to me. And I just—I yeah. wanted to see if this if this would ring true for
1: you. Yeah, yeah. This, i don't think of it that way. I mean, I guess it is. You do get to go up. It is like the crow's nest. Right? Yeah. of like one of the better crow's nests of the game where it's like you get to go up and look down on what you were just at yeah
0: and it's real cool and to like as you're climbing up like i think even on the ladder itself you like you rise above the smog line almost and like you realize yeah. oh like this isn't like when you go into dark route and all of a sudden it's just night now like no this yeah. is like this is this is something about the atmosphere of this place as yeah, opposed like to <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> yeah
1: um it's like the it's like the human swamp that is la um <laughs> When I, when I was back in Illinois, one of my friends called, uh, if you're, if you're riding with adults and someone has to set the back seat, he called it, adult, uh, adult scum jail. Like, <laughs> you get shotgun, you get adult scum jail. It's, it's like, I think it's very funny. I think that's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think that the old wolf is dead. I uh, hear, um, you can still like, I mean, it is still, but I just like, that's such a comfortable pose. I always, <laughs> yeah. I thought of the, the dead, the wolf is sleeping. Yeah. Um, Weird trivia, early on in an early vision, version of the game, there was a bug that made the wolf uh, non-responsive once you killed the uh, Abyss Watchers, hmm. which made people think that the wolf died uh, after you killed the Abyss Watchers, which was kind of cool. Like, you get to do this, like, little covenant, but only as long as you've made it this far in the game. Yeah, I like that. And that would make tons of sense because there's an exact copy of this covenant for another area in the game later mm-hmm. um, that's mechanically identical, uh, but that's not the case. It was just yeah. an, a bug. Hmm. So I like the idea <laughs> kind of, interesting.
0: of, I like a temporary
1: covenant. Yeah, me too. Uh, they haven't not done anything with that. That's a cool idea. Um, James says, by contact. So I feel like I solved the poison issue in a unique way. Note, not fun. <laughs> uh, not a fun way. Uh, in the way Dark Souls 3 makes it really easy to jump back to your preferred Dark Souls 1 playstyle, I ended up relying on a Strength Faith build. I got really lucky and had a Chime drop for me, and its weapon art of overtime uh, regeneration became a great trade-off when I would run out of Estus, forcing me to run without a shield. So I ended up slowly walking through the swamp with my chime out, healing slightly faster than I was hurt. It felt like a bizarro version of the Tomb of the Giants, except I could see perfectly fine. I ended up <laughs> not being able to find the fires or what to do with them for a long time, but I kind of feel clever uh, for finding my own way of dealing with the poison swamp. I recommend people not try it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a, to it's, it's a remind again. That's a, like a Demon Souls thing, because mm-hmm. you get out the adjudicator shield. Yeah. Um, and you can, uh, and the ring and you can out regen the poison. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. like a, that's like an old tactic, it's like 1990 or 2008 <laughs> pro strat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so you did that thing where
0: you lose 10 years. I also lose 10 years, like immediately, yeah. like if it was, if it was, you know, a, a sufficient enough time ago, it was in the nineties.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah no, just uh, I, I, I like this, and it reminds me that I need to pay more attention to weapon arts. That is a that that is a piece of the game that I just haven't gotten to yet. Not because it's bad, but just
1: because it's like not apparent. It's uh It's not as good. Like I've every time I get a weapon, I play with the weapon art and mm-hmm. try it. Um, they're not as cool as I thought they'd be, while still being all right. Yeah. Like um, there's a bunch of them. What I just think, I think they need a lot of them need buffs, like uh. A lot of the strength ones give you this little, like, damage buff that lasts for, like, literally two and a half seconds or something. Yeah, yeah. It's really slight and just not worth the time doing it. It's like it's setting up um, a combo
0: in a, in a game that really is not about combos.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it, again, again for my purposes, PVE, you don't have to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, the the chimes, the chimes and, and talismans do two things. Like sometimes they regenerate you. The other thing they do is they give you a couple seconds of poise, like old Dark Souls one style poise. Mm. Um, but again, that requires a level of foresight. Like it doesn't last long enough to make it worth it.
0: Yeah, like it is. Um, it, it is so like tactically granular that like I just look over it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the phrase oh, slowly walking through the swamp with my chime out. That yeah. sounds that like that sounds like a like a very proper way of like saying ding dong like oh it's my charm. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah yeah you ring your bell <laughs> that's how you do it
0: uh, Thomas writes. Uh, let's see here. So this area is one of my favorites, but also where my love for the callbacks began to wear very thin. The Dark Wraiths and the Black Knight, but you already covered that, are the big negatives here. I hadn't found the first one on uh, the prison cell in the high wall of Lothric, so the first ones I came across were the pair walking up the hill. My first thought was, why are they here? Thinking something big was about to happen. Uh, so I began stalking them up the hill. Then they go charging off to get instantly murdered so they're just a callback that sucks and dark souls one these guys instilled fear in me lurking in the dark hunting me to steal my humanity so dangerous they had to be buried underwater and now they get locked in cages and get beaten up by guys with sticks i felt this was one of the moments like many others uh, i felt lazy and like fan service which i think is the biggest downfall of the game for all of the shade that is thrown at dark souls 2 i think it did uh the callbacks a lot better
1: yeah, I, I agree with you in general, but I think that these guys are actually okay. Yeah. Um, you know, like cause the I, I think the reason that they're here, I could see if they just died for me, but for some reason they always seem to outlive the grooves. Yep. For me. Um they end up stronger. Um and like it makes sense, I guess like your point being that they're like, um they're here because they are pro Abyss and the <laughs> Abyss Watchers are anti Abyss.
0: Yeah. Never There's Abyss.
1: not much more than that. You know, so there's at least there's that one level of why they're here. Mm-hmm. There aren't two, you know, there aren't, there isn't like a, a a complicated story, which I would have liked to have seen something a little bit more, you know, a little bit more complex, you know, yeah. and and with that, I agree with you. But as far as Dark Souls three callbacks go, it doesn't feel that egregious because at least there's that surface level. I think that maybe speaks more to my desperation for explanation more than anything, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, uh, like uh, for,
0: for for me, there's definitely any need for closure in that, especially because like they're explicitly saying in the gear that they are servants of Cath and like, you know, yeah, it's not explicit. So why,
1: <laughs> and it's not like, it's not like, you know, we associate Cath with Londor. It's not like Londor doesn't already have a agenda. Right. You know, and the way this fits into it, other than that very simple, like you can be pro-abyss or anti-abyss is just not very complicated. <laughs> right. There's not a lot of nuance there. Yeah. Um, which is part of the reason why I, you know, that's that is a way that I would think that, you know, I'd be I'd be with you on this one, Thomas. But it didn't feel nearly as bad as like a lot of things. Yeah. You know. Um the even the like the general, like I didn't mind the callbacks as much in this area as some other areas mm-hmm. because they were a yeah. lot of them were architectural and stuff. I still didn't have like a strong emotional reaction to it though. Yeah. You and- know, I wasn't like, oh man, I can't believe this is Elysio. Like I love Elysio. <laughs> I didn't have that. I just the times where it actually worked we talked about with austin where it was like just that creeping feeling of familiarity yeah even just seeing the mushroom people wasn't like oh my god the mushroom people
0: (laughs) like so much of it is so subtle that i missed a lot of it the first time around yeah like and you know like that
1: i think speaks to its credit like i'm not gonna hold that against the game that i missed it yeah not specifically here like here it's it's all pretty direct like yeah. you go up to the Taurus Demon Bridge, mm-hmm. you see the mushroom people. It's all very direct. Other places, it more just feels like areas like are quoting level design, which mm-hmm. is the the kind of the part I like. But it doesn't, this doesn't feel like, the reason why this the callbacks here don't feel as bad as some of the other ones is because, oh, this used to be this place. Yeah. Like that. that is an answer. It's not particularly emotionally resonant or satisfying to me. But it's it's a thing. It's like it doesn't yeah. feel arbitrary because there is an uh, end part to that equation. It hits uh, a,
0: yeah. I mean, like it hits a uh, like an intellectual note for that. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I can I can I can connect these dots, and I think that I'm more acclimated to like accept it because they build to it. Yeah, you know? like it's not it's it's not like uh you know like Sif comes up and says, oh no, there's a problem. The
1: castle sank. Moose, <laughs> 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 I should have told you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um like the idea of uh the Sif and uh, like uh, as a goofy figure. Um Yeah. yeah. Uh uh, Lachlan, uh I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Lachlan, uh I think. Lachlan I apologize if I mispronounce that. Says via contact. Uh I initially hated Farron's keep. I thought it was the most irritating of the series' poison swamp levels, and I found the whole extinguished the flames to proceed mechanic disappointingly gamey. I complained to people that it felt like it was lifted from Zelda, but when I extinguished the last flame, I noticed the bas-relief above the altar was an image of the four kings. That made me curious. I went back to the other two again and discovered that they were clearly supposed to represent uh, be representations of Nido and the Bed of Chaos uh, with the Witch of Izalith. I was totally delighted. There's an in-game justification for the Zelda-style gaminess. The Abyss Watchers require new applicants to symbolically uh, complete the journey of the Chosen Undead by extinguishing the flames of Dark Souls 1 bosses and opening a huge door. There are a lot of things about the callbacks in Dark Souls 3 that bother me, and someone in DuckFeed Slack said, uh, I'm the most anti-Dark Souls 3 person there. Outside of Gary. Uh, outside of me, of course. Don't When you come at the king, that's not this. <laughs> um, but this is an example of a callback done so-so uh, right. Are the Abyss Watchers confusing Artorias with the Chosen Undead? Who knows? but it's weird and ambiguous and suggestive, uh, which are the things that got me invested in Dark Souls lore in the first place. I wish Farama had focused more uh, on the relatively subtle callbacks like this rather than dressing up new NPCs in our old friends' costumes. Um, Yeah, we we more or less covered this in the main episode. Yep. Um, I think that this would have been a cool detail if they weren't... Like, there's just nothing to suggest that that's the case. Like, I don't want to steal anyone's headcanon. Mm -hmm. It's a cool idea that they in order to do that but all it would have taken was a line yep I, you I, know we have we have one NPC that constantly talks about the watchdogs <laughs> just to have him be like you have to make that hoary old recreation of the chosen undead or something like that yeah like i mean Done. hawkwood
0: seems like he would be you know like just he, he he quit it so he would be just like really dismissive of the of the of the uh, custom right yeah you know like Perfect. he would say it like so- it's you know it, it just like so I, I desperately want to believe what Lachlan is saying right like yes. it's like oh like that would be that would be cool and that would you know like it wouldn't affect too much else I don't think like that wouldn't have an no. awful lot of ripples far reaching implications yeah the like the, the the problem is that it just kind of like peters out at the 90 yard line. Yes. You know, and like they like just if it had that one little push, I'm not, you know, just, I just I worry when we say like, oh, if, it, if only it was more if it was more explicit, if they had squared the circle, like any of those things, I worry that we're coming across like, hey, from chew my steak for me. I just, you know, it's I'm conditioned to not want to make huge leaps without saying like, oh, this is headcanon or this is, you know, like just calling it a leap. Like I would like it to be, you know, again, closure. Right. I would there's, I would like there's... it to be you know not pat but at least uh but but at least defensible right
1: i think about that all the time and and at the risk of turning this into like just a repeat of the last like appendix (laughs) episode like i think the difference there is not with us i feel like it's with the game Mm. where like the level of granular detail uh with those little things that like would that do like a lot of the work but don't actually connect the dots Mm -hmm. are stronger in this you know like stronger in this area or stronger or stronger than dark souls 3 like there are more of them Uh, that are this kind of thing where it's like, oh, this would be it except for one line. You know, like Mm -hmm. it lays it out, you know, uh, us a little story except for one line. Um, And the problem is one, uh, which you you weren't calling this out as a problem, but it kind of is a problem, is that it doesn't add up to anything. Right. You know, like it doesn't, even if this is true, so what? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't like add to anything that we, it's not doesn't resonate with what we already know about the Abyss
0: Watchers. You don't buy any you don't, like you don't get anything from cashing in on this stuff.
1: Exactly. You know? like, and that's why and there's a lot of those little things, a lot of these little like 80% of a story, 70% of a little storyline that if you do the work, like I was willing to make those leaps of faith mm-hmm. in the earlier games because it felt like it added up to something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a really cool idea. What does this do though? Yeah. You know, like if it doesn't like it doesn't play into anything. Yeah. You know, it doesn't feel thematically resonant <clears throat> other than just kind of this idea that like the past yeah. is the past and and has moved into legend, yeah, you know, but yeah. it they're already that like that's what these guys are it's like them worshiping this legend and kind of like stealing this uh this fighting style and stuff, yeah, I and mean, like I know that we're
0: doing that thing where we say I don't want a blank and then we do blank and then we're intellectually <laughs> disingenuous or whatever, but like it's it's totally a thing it's totally a, the like the experience of this. And like, we have to be honest when we see it, because like there is that gap and like the other side of that blade cuts. If we just like say this, you know, we're being dishonest with ourselves and, uh, you know, like there's going to be another, you know, it's like there's, there's another side that like swings back and says like, well, no, there's actually nothing to base that off of. And it goes against the way we've run the show the
1: entire way. Exactly. Like we, it's, it's not like, you know, what is easier to believe that there's this, like this grand conspiracy that like overnight. Me and Cole just decided to be assholes who don't think about things the same way. Or, miraculously, when we started covering this new game that is, you know, made in a different time frame and stuff, we're having a different reaction to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, what's new here? It's not <laughs> us. Like, we're, we're the same people. So, like, before you, you know, like, pop off onto the internet to, like, you know, call us assholes for doing that. Like, it's not, it's just so, like, when we say, like, uh, oh, we're not going to do this and then we do it. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh, you guys are hypocrites. Maybe recognize that as we're struggling because we're conflicted. Yeah. You know, like that's a that's a very like human thing that comes from dedicating your, you know, a large portion of your life to the series and finding parts of it disappointed. Mm -hmm. Disappointing. It's not like, oh, we're we're being calculating in a way to be like dishonest and shitty.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're not trying to like, this isn't the audio version of clickbait. First off, nobody listens to podcasts. Second off, this is, you know, a half hour into a supplementary episode for
1: a thing, and usually <laughs> yeah, this and, stuff and is... Seventh episode yeah. of the thing. Like, if we were just, if we were doing this opinion to be controversial, yeah. we're bad at that. <laughs> like, that would be us being shit, like, shitty at that. Yeah. And that is not uh, yeah. not the case. It is just this, this is the thing that's different. And it doesn't mean you have to agree. Like, it doesn't oh, mean no, that you have no. to agree with me but... or us about this it just means that it's genuine Uh, and that's the most frustrating thing about like any of the negative feedback that we've gotten about this like like
0: like, like this season we've segued into into addressing you know some very specific itunes reviews but like i don't i don't want to be in a position where people like us only because we like the same thing they like yeah i don't i don't i don't want to have that gun held up to my head and i don't want to have somebody like exercising that 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 kind of editorial control over us of what we should or shouldn't be saying
1: yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't owe anybody that, you know, we don't, we don't owe anybody that <laughs> yeah. like, it's not a, that's not a responsibility <laughs> on, on our parts, you know, and it's just, it's frustrating when uh, it's condescending mm-hmm. to, uh, to come at us with that, with that yeah. kind of response with the assumption that we're faking it <laughs> or that we we're tra- betraying yeah. you. <laughs>
0: And so, you know, w- w- what I view my responsibility to be is to be, you know, as, a, as thorough as possible. Do my due diligence to show up and be honest with you, Gary. And if I'm honest with you, I'm being honest with anybody who's listening in. Yes. Like, 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 like that is what I'm here to do.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. I, and, and I, and I too, am here to do the same thing. So it doesn't really answer the question or anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, it is. Uh, it is just, I don't know. Yep it's a thing we don't have to this won't come up every single i mean it might because there's going to be examples of this stuff too. oh like, yeah no true, this true one, we can't you can't talk about dark souls 3 without talking about callbacks like it is you, you, impossible you, to do so you can't and you know like this we,
0: we can't do that thing like okay so like we've we've mentioned it five times therefore we can only say good things about it from now on because we know you don't like it it's like no we're building the case
1: Right? Well, like, we're building the case and it's part of the individual areas. Right. Like, our approach is not a holistic approach about just Dark Souls. It is about these individual areas. Mm-hmm. And these callbacks, as will become apparent, work and don't work at a granular <laughs> level. Right. You know, it's not just... It is not a holistic thing. Mm-hmm. The I've said it before, but the people who are just like, oh, you know, I don't want to listen to the season because it's too negative. Like, I'm coming up on a lot of real cool areas that are pretty great. Yep. You know, we're going to say some really you know, glowing things about it. It's just, it's not that those aren't the beginning areas. Mm-hmm. You know, we do we're not a review show. No, Like no. it is a travel guide to Lothric.
0: <laughs> we, 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 hit the grain, the grain layer thing. And then like we check in and see like, how does this affect what we know? How so does this
1: far. add or subtract to the greater whole? Yeah. You know, what what is this doing to the avalanche? It's, that is the whole game. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's an accounting
0: like, and you know, you can call that workman, like you can call it tedious, like whatever, whatever you want to call it. But like it, it is, it is what we've done for three years, for yes. three and a half years.
1: Yeah. And our our approach has not changed. This is what our approach that we've had since the (laughs) beginning looks like when applied to X. Yeah.
0: You know, and for anybody who's listening, saying like, hey, why are you guys addressing this? Why are you thinking like, you know, we we like you we're listening like it it, it comes up and it is it is actually like far more like just open than it has been in the past. Like Dark Souls two season, that was, you know, just, just just a toilet a lot of the time because it coincided with a bunch of other ugly stuff but like eh, it's showing up in like itunes or itunes interviews and things and so i just want to i want to make sure we get to say our piece we get to say our piece all the time like that's why we have the show and that's what the show is but like it, it it should be addressed because i want you to know like we're here with you you know like we yeah. we <laughs> we're playing the same game that you are and i want you to know that we are we're we're addressing this with the best faith possible
1: it is just, it is frustrating to not respond and just kind of like, uh, turn the other cheek when you're being charged with disingenuine, you know, disingenuity, I don't mm-hmm. know what the word it would be, but yeah, you know, the, the thing that anybody wants, and I've, I've said this a thousand times, I think is true is like, what you want is to be understood. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so hard to just be like, I'm just not going to engage this person yeah. telling me I'm being dishonest because I, I, I understand <laughs> me. That's like, that's the human condition is just like shouting to the sky. Understand me. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that's uh, that's what we're doing, so it does get frustrating. I we recognize also that the reason why it's bubbling up more is because more people are listening to the show. Oh, yeah, which sure. is awesome. Yeah, you know, it is just uh, you know, we want to put that in there, uh, vis a vis these kind of like these callbacks because it is a thing that isn't it's not us being dishonest,
0: no, you know please it is, like it is, di- Yeah, dislike our personality don't listen if we make you angry Well, that, like, yeah, that's, you like, know, good... like any of that dislike our verbal tics or whatever but like man i don't know i take this super seriously and i'm i'm generally not a person who thinks that taking things seriously is a good thing like yeah you know like just pick the things that you want to invest yourself in <laughs> and yeah yeah and it's like you know I'd, if we're fucking this up it's not intentionally and we're
1: not doing it to make you angry no it's yeah it's not uh it's not clickbait it's something like that yeah Anywho <laughs> um, Yeah what did uh, So uh, what did John say
0: John said via contact um, I thought that Fair and Keep Was a great example Of Dark Souls 1 references Incorporated Incorporated into Dark Souls 3 In a great way I'll start well, off-
1: Let me tell you why You're <laughs> no, <I'm just> done <laughs> Let me Thank <laughs> you hold on we
0: agree Yeah, you oh man um and i'll start off by saying that my first playthrough is definitely great another poison swamp and even better more slimes with crazy physical resistance i think referring to the leeches there mm-hmm. uh, but the area quick uh, the area quickly won me over the ritual that you perform to open the door to the abyss watchers has some lore, uh, lore significance that is easy to miss the carvings uh. behind each fire seem to bear a resemblance to the bosses from the original game, namely the four kings, and Nido and the Witch of Izalef. Above the watchdogs Uh, covenant you find a wandering demon Uh, but this one isn't like the others it's old and spews boulders and dust it's lost its connection to the fire that it was born from Um, uh, when you hit it from behind too much its legs buckle Uh, this thing isn't even an actual boss fight no fog uh, no fog gate no big health bar Um, it is just a destitute relic from an old world that has no place Finally, there are the Ullasil references. We find dust gear by a white birch tree, a poor dead uh, a mushroom fellow uh, near one of the uh, sorry, and a poor dead mushroom fellow uh, near one patch of dead mushrooms. You find a scroll, and near a single standing mushroom, which looks an awful lot like a, a Elizabeth. You find another. This reeks of Ullasil Township, uh, but not in a direct way. Note if this area is Ullasil. And that's the theory that we're working with. I'm okay with it. That means in Dark Souls One, we saw Ullucil proper as was in decline. Then we saw the Darkroot Basin where Ullucil was consumed by the Abyss and was taken back by nature. Now we see Ullucil slowly poking back up um, and being made use of by the inhabitants of a new world. I'm fine with with Ulicil being here because like it's already unstuck in time, right? Like we only saw it in its heyday by kind of like going back to it there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why this like that response unlocked this for me, but it does. It is a little bit weird that like, um, I mean, I guess there's nothing in this area that is Elysial specific that isn't in Dark Root. Oh yeah, because I was just thinking like, why would something be just an Elysial skip a Dark Root and end up here? <laughs> Which is kind of the way that it's described, but it's really yeah. not that way. I mean, everything here, those mushrooms, dusk, all those things were Dark Root related. The, the thing that it
0: sacrifices though is that wonderful item description from Dark Souls Two that says Elizabeth was a beautiful princess.
1: That was really good. <laughs> like said to be, that was a good, uh, good use of that history thing. Yeah. The, um, but yeah, this, uh, this these, callbacks don't bother me again, but at, at the risk of repeating myself because it intellectually is a complete equation. I didn't have a real strong emotional reaction to it. Yeah. You know, but it is, it is, uh, it is a complete thing. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, does not particularly bother me. Uh, Sean says by contact. Um, I love fair and keep. Stepping into it after finding Cathedral of the Deep was a nice change of scenery from a functioning building into one that's almost entirely a natural environment. The callback to the Valley of Defilement, uh, that is, having a clear path ahead, was really welcome for me. I like these levels most when I feel like I can avoid the poison swamp by staying on the right path. And of course, a ton of fun to hunt around for all the other goodies hidden in the area. The Abyss Watchers boss fight is the first great boss fight in Dark Souls 3. I love the first half of it when you can get a brother... uh, get a breather by pitting the watchers against one another just like in the cutscene. and the second half with its obvious callback to artorias functions as a lovely duel i had the experience of beating them on the first try barely walking away with a scrap of health and no estes left yeah yeah first uh first great boss fight in the game i would i would
0: say that's true yeah i mean like, like in, a, in a game that like i mean we've we've you know remarked on this like has some really good varied boss fights up to this point Right? yeah like, like they're all good yeah like this is something that does something new like doesn't just do uh like a like a a, a variation like the deacons does. The, the royal
1: Rat and Morty, like <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah tired uh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it, it's fine man yeah. i laughed okay thank <laughs> you take thank your you. laugh points it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, um yeah, Thank no, you. it's a yeah. It, it is a really good boss fight, and uh, man, I'm happy that I was able to be uh, effusively positive before the next boss fight, which is a, a cemetery fire. Like it I is like the next boss fight. Oh, it's so bad, Gary. It's oh so no, bad.
1: <laughs> that's gonna be fun. Rumble in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I poor like Bob. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know what Bob thinks, but I like it a lot, um, <laughs> and, and more than just presentation. Like I actually kind of like it as a fight, but yeah. it, it took me a little like a little while to get to it. So, uh, it's, uh,
0: a little while to, to like, to like master it or like to actually get to the
1: boss. No, to like it, to like uh, it, okay. yeah. to figure out why I liked it. So it, it'll be, uh, you know, I'll understand yeah. where you're coming from. I bet. Yeah. Maybe fourth time's the charm. but, but all the, yeah, all the boss <laughs> fights that everyone, I seem to like the boss fights in this game that everyone hates. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, cause like my, my other favorite, um, when you eventually meet Aldrich, which isn't that much of a spoiler because we knew we were going to fight him. He's a Lord of center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that fight. And a lot of people really hate it.
0: Yeah, I agree with uh, you there. It's just, uh, yeah. I don't know, like, like hmm, I don't want to spoil it, but like, yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll have a good
1: discussion. It's about got it. some like... problems. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it's, it's not, uh, it's not perfect, but it, it is also an execution of an idea that uh-huh. I haven't seen before, really. Yeah. That. Uh, so it, it is. Uh, it's got some problems though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this it's not as good as this. <laughs> like this is a great boss fight. That one is one that I, I like. Okay. But do not love. Yeah. Um, Um, We'll get there in a week as people listen to this. Absolutely. Uh, Arthur says says via contact, "Um, After mucking through the swamp and lighting the fair and barbecues, I found some respite uh, and took it easy to watch the Dark Wraith destroy the contingent of groos outside the boss door. I walked in, unsure of what to expect, but promptly and easily dispatched the Abyss Watchers. Um, As I was celebrating my victory, I walked out to get a drink and came back to find the newly unified Abyss Watcher dispatching me. Why from why? <laughs> um so yeah, I guess he after he beat him he, he left yep. before the thing. After he beat the first the first phase.
0: This yeah. feels like so 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 this feels uh you know, I'm I'm not laughing at your pain, um, but I kind of am. Um it feels like of a kind of like the people who uh were set their controller down while they were standing in front of an NPC. Oh, um, yeah. and accidentally hit the trigger <laughs> aggroing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good story, Arthur. Thank you. Mm-hmm. how fucked up is it that they call them grooves that's totally a thing
1: that's a yeah it's zork <laughs> and you're you're going to be eaten by a guru mm. um yeah i don't i still don't really get the grooves um and and when we run into them later and learn a little bit more about grooves because there are other kinds of grooves that don't appear here that right. just appear in that later area would suggest that that's the origin for them but that makes no sense None at all um, i don't yeah i don't really know what's going on with them grooves yeah um but yeah oh well i mean hopefully uh someone will will put that together and, and let us know if you have grew theories when we get to that area <laughs> let us know yeah hot grew takes god i'm not looking forward to that episode yeah it's gonna be it's uh that's like, yeah so like what do, what do you even talk about um <laughs> like it's gonna be a short ass there yeah yeah that's that's 100 true yeah
0: um uh randy writes in via contact saying uh gotta say as keeps go farron ain't the tops <laughs> Yeah, got, baby. <laughs> gotta say, it's cute <laughs> Very near the tops. <laughs> <laughs> gonna have a rumble. Um, <laughs> you've got slugs, which are gross. Um, you've got the Gru, uh, who look they who like who look like they fell out of an ill-fated Henson production, and you've got their big elephant cousins, the Blood Hem Chantulons. Yes, Uh, (laughs) Yulon.
1: (laughs) Yulon supremacy.
0: (laughs) The suffix for life. um, (laughs) Who build flying blood skulls. Man, this guy knows how to weave a phrase. Um, But um, throw in a few basilisks, a crab grand or two. um, Cover the whole thing with poison and you've you've got yourselves a farin hole. Um, After a much needed rest at the lofty sleepy dog's inn, we find ourselves off to a boss fight that I really enjoyed. Having the Abyss Watchers begin by fighting one another added this strange voyeuristic sense to the fight, making you feel like you're intruding on the critical moments of important works being done, all of those being capitalized, Um, which is true, given the situation. You're bearing witness to and participating in the destruction of uh, uh, of one of the last bulwarks holding back the Abyss, or so we're told. Regardless, what I truly loved about this fight was how much the second half recalled Bloodborne's Maria. Uh, From the one-on-one duel aspect to the bloodfire charged attacks to the rectangular arena to the moral ambiguity of the boss itself, it was just a pleasant reminder of how goddamn good that DLC was. Um, And was one of the few times that in in Dark Souls 3 that I longed for a bonfire aesthetic. I always long for a bonfire aesthetic, Randy. You can just say that. You don't have have to like spare that. Like just yeah, say it.
1: Yeah, that's that's one of the one of the more regrettable omissions yeah. from this. Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to add to that. No, I, uh, the uh, one thing about the slugs is I was happy to see them back, but I wish that there was a thing where they had like a, a clutch, like they do in uh, Demon Souls, <laughs> like when you get the Moonlight Greatsword, and they're all like clustered around it. I kept seeing things hanging in the distance, and I was thinking, hoping there would be slugs oh. hanging. In, oh, like, yeah, those like, like
0: they, they would be like just when when you say a clutch, like them, like in a in, in a on, like yes. just uh, hanging from a rope. Yeah. Yes. I just Gary, I forgot that there were slugs in Five Two.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, they're one of the coolest parts, man. You get that Moonlight Greatsword. It's one of the coolest set pieces in that game. I know, right? But
0: like I forgot yes. about it. Like it like, yeah. like this opened it up like during that entire episode and I didn't even
1: think to call it a callback. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, they're their sl- slugs are back, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're
0: gonna have as far a rumble. As slugs go, they ain't the tops. <laughs> um, they are the
1: tops. They are the tops. Well the, the demon soul slugs are probably the tops. Oh yeah. yeah. These guys are secondary slugs. Yeah. Um, Matt says, I contact. By the time I fought my way to the Abyss Watchers, I was starting to notice that something about Dark Souls 3 bosses seemed a bit, well, off from normal. So many of my foes had buddies with them uh, when I went to do battle with them. The Curse Rod at Greatwood, the Crystal Sage, Deacons of the Deep, Abyss Watchers, and more all have backup reserves to call upon in some form or another. Other Souls games have certainly done the same thing in the past, but they usually broke up the group fights with one-on-one skirmishes between them. This time around, they were all uh, one after another. At least in my experience, the front-loading of all the group melees messed with my sense of pacing a bit. Uh, I'm not averse to jumping into uh, pell-mells, but it would be nice if they had given me some palate cleansers in between. This is admittedly a trifling complaint, but I'm curious if you all noticed that or were put off by the variety in the boss order.
0: Maybe put off by the lack of variety. Sorry, I didn't didn't edit that well. Yep. Um, put off
1: by the lack of variety
0: yeah so um i think that i I don't mind it right like there's probably like a duel or like a straight up like big monster fight you could put in here that would like technically break up the pacing or like the monotony Mm -hmm. of it um but i feel like they all use more or less they all use the like the extra cronies in in kind of like different ways um, so mm-hmm. it depends on like, on a macro sense, like, yeah, it, like it, it is a whole bunch of like crony boss fights in a row. Um, but mm-hmm. on a micro sense, it feels like they play different roles in it. it. And so it didn't feel like the same note. It felt like the same instrument.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think that it would be better if there was one without it or alternatively well, like, I don't think that, yeah, well, yeah, we had Vort. Um, I don't think the curse rod at Greatwood needs its ads. Yeah. I don't think that adds very much to the fight. Yeah. I would have just struck those. I think I don't yeah, think that adds but
0: I, I think that's a weak boss fight in general. Like it's fun theme yeah. wise,
1: but yeah, yeah, it's, it's not particularly good, and it, it's not made better by the fact that you just have like while you're doing the first phase, you have this other thing to worry about. Yeah, you get the visual of all the creatures worshiping the tree, which is kind of cool, but other than that, it doesn't doesn't do much. I think it'd be cool if it, I think it would be better paced with with more breaking it up. But mm-hmm. it didn't bother me that much. Yeah, yeah, like it didn't like, feel like a critical flaw.
0: Yeah, which for isn't sure. which isn't me like discounting your um I, I, either of your like complaints about it like i just I, I i you know again what i said there about it being uh not feeling monotonous because of the different ways they were used
1: yeah for the most part i agree with you even though i, I do think that the ones in uh curse Rotted are kind of stupid yeah um david says via contact uh, at the beginning of the game hawkwood laments how unkindled are lesser beings to the lords and how us trying to rein them in is a fool's errand here for the first time we learn what makes him think this when the player pops an ember, they become more durable and become able to cross between realities. When a Lord of Cinder pops an ember, uh, they're able to harness the power of the first flame and torture ass. Uh, previous Lord Souls bosses have been impressive and powerful creatures, but the lords in Dark Souls 3 show exactly how becoming a lord has made them more than what they once were, and that is awesome.
0: I didn't draw is that he, connection.
1: Is he saying that when the uh, he's popping a cinder when, when the Abyss Watchers become the second phase of the fight? I like I I think so. Is that is there any does that happen?
0: No, like I included this because uh because I want to watch for it in the future and see because like everything has a second phase now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot and, of things do. Um it's yeah, kind of an interesting idea. Yeah, and, and like the, you know, like the the second phase of this, you know, for all the blood that is involved and the blood of the wolf kind of going into different bodies and things, like there's still a heavy fire component to it. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I I want to watch for it like I can't you know off the top of my head call you know call it up but like it feels i don't know
1: yeah it's an interesting idea um the idea that that happens and then let me see i'm watching it now just for so all the uh the souls um he doesn't pop a cinder all the souls from his corpses explicitly flow into him right like it's explicitly a different thing than that which we should have talked about in the episode i had honestly kind of forgot about it mm-hmm. um and then his sword gets fiery which ah, you know what though yeah, he gets he kindles. Mm-hmm. He's got the same kind of thing in his clothing and stuff. Yeah. So he kind of, he does kind of explicitly kindle. So I want to pay nice. how did
0: I yeah, how <laughs> I miss that? I want to pay attention to it. Like I think that I think that uh, uh David's on to something.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a neat idea. Yeah. Um I mean like I, I you know,
0: just like I don't I don't I don't give Hawkwood that much credit to know that like, oh, you do this and it's one thing, but they do it and it's like way another. Like Yeah. No. yeah but I, like
1: I w I, I didn't draw that connection to it, but it's and it's not consistent. Because Yorm doesn't do, doesn't have a second phase, or he never gets or a chance. <laughs> yeah, well, and and it's, I mean, Yorm feels tacked on his shit in oh, every yeah. possible way. But like, Yorm doesn't get a chance to do that. Uh, like a lot of the the lords don't. Right. But explicitly, uh, a couple enemies do, mm-hmm. and this one does. So that's an interesting idea. Yeah. I don't. I didn't get to it the same way, but that is a cool, a cool thing. It's a different mechanic. Like he doesn't pop a thing. He just gets those souls that flow into him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, kind of cool. Um, good observation
0: mm-hmm. Paul writes the Abyss Watchers are one of the few call- callbacks of Dark Souls 3 that really worked for me because it felt earned and plausible within the game world Artorius was already established as a hero within the fiction before he became a hero for the fan base as such it makes a lot of sense uh, for there to be this cult dedicated to upholding his or technically the Chosen Undead's work the fight itself is a passable duel with some wrinkles, but in presentation, I think it ties with a notable later boss for the Dark Souls 3 Dignity and Pathos Award. Da, 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 da. Um, the immediate hook uh, to me was the music, uh, probably, my, probably my favorite track on the soundtrack and emin- eminently whistleable. Uh, once the music had signaled uh, to me that this was a scene of importance, I took the time to think about the area. We see the grue. The local race employed as servants of the undead legion, visibly guarding their masters from the active Darkstalker agents of the Abyss. But the Gru visibly recall the Ulasil residents, uh, suggesting that the Abyss has already begun to creep into them. And based on the sound of metal on metal from beyond the doors, uh, you get the sense that it's too late for the Watchers as well. You open them and your suspicions are confirmed. The Legion are both burnt and abyss-touched beyond salvation, hacking each other into pieces uh, without rest for God knows how long. I haven't gotten a sense if the community is as into the Abyss Watchers as I am. As I said, a lot of Gravitas was inspired by the music, uh, and that's a very subjective thing. Curious to hear how you guys place them into the ranks of Dark Souls 3 callbacks. Uh, I think we're in agreement, Paul, and I think that if the other uh, listeners who wrote in, or the ones we chose anyway, um, are to be believed, like, the community is pretty positive.
1: Yeah, these guys are good. Yep. You know? Um, th- this is this is a cool cool idea. It is and, okay and for you to field. like them. We yes. decree. <laughs> uh, so of course be. you could like them, however you like. <laughs> um, but it, they are they are good. I proclaim them good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And finally, uh, Jacob says uh, a little just fun. And uh, listening to you guys talk about the drangs that uh, found in the cathedral, I was struck by the phrasing of the item description. The drang knights proclaimed descendants of the land known for the legend of the linking of the fire. Obviously, Dranglink was not the land in which the fire was first linked, but something that I thought uh, was interesting about Dark Souls 3 is just how pervasive the knowledge of the cycles and the Fading Flame is. In Dark Souls 2, it was a powerful knowledge found by Vendrick and Aldea through great sacrifice and hardship. In Dark Souls 3, however, everyone seems to have this knowledge right from the start. It occurred to me that uh, this maybe is an effect of the bearer of the curse, gaining the ancient crowns and seeking the light, dark, and what lies beyond. By being immune to the effects of hollowing and having intimate knowledge of the cycles, the Bearer of the Curse is in a unique position to pass this knowledge on and possibly set up systems to subvert the cycles. I don't have a strong idea of how they went about this, whether uh, they're in some way responsible for the Fire Keepers bound to Firelink Shrine, uh, leading the unkindled to gather lords, or perhaps that system was in response to the knowledge just being out there. Either way, I like that it lends some meaning to the events of Scholar of the First Sin and Eldia's involvement. I'd be really interested to know what you guys think. Love the show. I can't wait for the rest of the season. Thank you, Jacob. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, yeah, that's a neat idea. It is. It is true that everyone's talking cycles. <laughs> yep, they are. Um,
0: and it's true that, uh, and you know, I'll speak for you, Gary. Let me know if I'm speaking out of turn. Uh, we both believe that Krusty's going to get here, and we're going to be vindicated yeah. by thinking that the, uh, the 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 third ending, the scholar ending, is the canonical one.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah for sure. That's that is. Uh, I do want Krusty to get here. The crusty Kr- Scholar. Um, <laughs> I like that idea of, um, you know, when you say everyone's just kind of talking about cycles, because when you think about Dark Souls 2, like, the first person who talks about cycles at all is you talk to um, the sorcerer whose name I, I recall I can't recall right now. Ne- Neblon. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not Neblon. The guy who is in the uh, Bastille. It was turned to stone? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So this and, is, and, is, and, is stone is Stony
0: make Lord Soul? Yeah.
1: Yes, and and he's like, you know, this actually isn't wasn't always Dring Lake. Like mm-hmm. this has been many kingdoms have built here, and he's the first person who kind of like brings that up as like an idea. It doesn't feel like common knowledge at all. Whereas here, it's like it's so weird that they have this system in place. Mm-hmm. Um, that is that is a cool idea. That's a cool observation. Yeah. Um, I hope Krusty gets here and and canonizes that because <laughs> uh, that would make a sense. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just uh, I,
0: I like the idea that somebody like breaking out of it, but like the cycle still goes on. They just have you know like 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 anybody you know how to like, deal with it. Yeah, yeah, like like as we're seeing, like it is like subtle, like incremental changes as it as it still happens. Like you know, like, like just like if somebody like had the had the ability to alter the tie by millimeters every day.
1: Yeah, the the chosen undead is really progressive, but he's got a really regressive Congress and Senate, so he can't <laughs> affect real change. So. <laughs> Um, yeah. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for your responses. It came out in force and that's fantastic. We love it. Um, if you have anything to say about the catacombs of Carthus, um, AKA wacky skeleton land, hit <laughs> us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, remember what we prefer. Um, that you have a better chance of getting your stuff on here. If it is uh, concise, um, uh, novel and
1: readable. Yes. Those are, those are the three pillars. Mm-hmm.
0: yep and um, uh if you want to help out the show in a direct fashion go to uh, patreon.com slash duckfeed tv a couple bucks a month gets you some cool stuff like access to our slack channel and also helps us do uh great things like we're doing with the DuckFeedTV network um podcasts, including like watch out for fireballs and abject suffering and all of those things that uh boy we just love doing them
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah we we enjoy doing it for sure so uh you know please uh, if you support us continue to if you don't consider it We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've been recording for a while. I think it's probably about good. I think Um, so as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So thank you guys very much. There may be some uh, brief deleted scenes you'll only know after the music sting. (laughs) Um, You know more than we do. Um, And uh, until next time, uh, Umbasa. Umbasa. And we all pray that we will have far more.
2: Same.
1: that's the, the one thing about shitty weather in portland where it uh, it gets hot but it doesn't get hot with the frequency to prepare for it so right. there's no air conditioner it's the same thing when it snows like it snows once mm-hmm. every two years so there are no plows and no everyone naturally surprised <laughs> and starts crashing <laughs> to each other all the furniture sections of department stores become these kind of like you know refuges where people are just kind of like (laughs) hiding out waiting totally Um,
2: Yeah. that's how movie theaters get here like movies do really well in the summer just because it's like oh there's really good AC in movie theaters so (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I've definitely seen some movies before just because it is like a dark Mm -hmm. place to sit (laughs) 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 the the, the sadness of just like oh and the lights will be off in here
0: yeah by the time I get out of here the the, the heat will have died down by which I mean the cops which are after me
1: yeah Yeah. (laughs) do um, we're gonna we're gonna do our admin stuff we usually let people kind of off right. the hook when we do our admin um Sounds the area good. I was saying i hated was demon ruins in case you were uh yeah uh, uh curious. sure yep sure yeah, there we go. okay um,
2: <laughs> That's the uh, but yeah Thank <laughs> thank you
1: again yeah
2: um i don't know what the future of the Do you know what the future of the cast looks like at this point or
0: no uh, we're we have tentative plans it, like all of it depends on okay. like what happens at tgs or you know sure, like like sure. like what these next three projects from from are but uh we have yeah. a we have a sunset plan if like if this is literally it but
2: yeah okay yeah. well let me just pitch you a thing I'm gonna put you on my Dream Souls game. Not that that is a thing you can bring into effect. But I'm just I'm just saying. Here's I what think I you have more connections than, than us. us. Yeah, probably that's probably true. But I need you to conduct your dark magics. Okay. Uh, all I want is I mean this is this is the thing, right? It's it's armored souls. But but I'll tell mm. you the twist on the mecha. Oh, I've heard this dark on Twitter. This is really
1: good. Yeah.
2: Uh, so you you're a pilot who has a mech. and like the over the, there is a map at the mech scale, and you're you're moving around that world at the mech scale, and then you get to dungeons that are only human sized. And so you have your mech which which has its own gear, and that that gear progresses separately from your local gear and then of course steve gainer a fulbright suggestion was that the body <laughs> is totally replaceable that like it's this amazing <laughs> transhumanist thing that, like when you die you don't get that body back
0: right it's, and so uh, that you, resets you do like a zombie you kind of thing with it
2: yeah exactly exactly yeah. i'm like oh i just want that yeah. game just give me well, but i really just want to see them work in two different scales like that's the thing i actually would really love for right, cool.
0: what you're describing is like a weird version of like if from picked up the blaster master license that's exactly
2: it blaster master <laughs> yeah 100 the influence that i that I want it's exactly <laughs> it it's like could you imagine like walking through these giant grand canyon-esque things in your mech where it just feels like corridors mm-hmm. and then you get out of it and it's just this massive thing like yeah ugh, oh man like, that'd like, be awesome.
0: that, that is the best argument for a uh for a sci-fi solo game that I've that that I've
2: heard actually so I saw I saw the surge surge at E3 which is from the team that did Lords of the Fallen right uh which is a sci-fi souls like Eh, they're not maybe doing it as well as I would like it looked okay I'm curious about it but was that something they showed publicly yes 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 you can dig up footage of it um there's some neat stuff there's like limb targeting and and the upgrade system seemed neat but like yeah uh, we'll see